Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. You'll see something new in your kitchen. Polishing floor wax. Glow coat's got a glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. And you'll double your pleasure when it brings new zest and sparkle to the whole room. Because there's a new glow in this self-polishing floor wax. Glow coat's got a glow that's brighter, far brighter than before. And you'll double your pleasure when you use it because Johnson's Glow Coat shines itself. That's right. Goes right ahead and produces its own brilliant luster without any help from you. Just pour a little glow coat on your linoleum, spread it out, let it dry. That's all you do to get a gleaming finish in 20 minutes. And that glow coat finish is more than beautiful to look at. It protects your linoleum against dirt and spill things. Easy to clean, too. A few seconds with a damp cloth is all it takes to whisk away soil spots. Tomorrow, get Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Enjoy a new glow in your kitchen, a finish that's brighter, far brighter than before. Your dealer has glow coat with the new glow in the same familiar red and yellow container. With appetites at 79 Wistful Vista, what they are, and meat prices, what they are, any friend who drops in with three pheasants to be cooked for dinner rates a 21-gun salute, the good neighbor medal with bay leaf cluster, and the tender loving regards of Fibber McGee and Molly. beautiful pheasants are for us, Dr. Gamble? On one condition, my dear, that you have them for dinner tonight and invite me. Well, Dockey, for once in your life, you're as welcome as four courses of a tree in the meadow to a lonesome Airedale. <laughs> well, thank you. Molly, is it a deal? Doctor, it is that. Have you any suggestions about the menu? I got a suggestion. So have I. First, what's your suggestion, Doctor? My suggestion is that we ignore any suggestion coming from McGee. <laughs> When it comes to food, he has the delicate taste of a starving cobra and worse manners. Is that so? Yes. Well, the way you tear into a Caesar salad would explain the fall of Rome to anybody. <laughs> you don't say. At least I don't dunk my crumpets with so much vigor that the waitresses have to wear ponchos. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, look, body whittler. If my wife, Molly, ever heard you coming ashore through a bowl of oyster stew... <laughs> now, boys, boys, for goodness sake, stop it. McGee, is that any way to talk to Dr. Gamble, who just brought us these beautiful pheasants for dinner? No. And I'm sorry, Doctor. I do appreciate you bringing us these beautiful pheasants. Thank you. That's better. I want you to know that my appreciation knows no bounds. And I also want to know where you shot these birds and when and why you didn't have the decency to invite me along. <laughs> Or were you afraid I'd get all the birds? Which I would have. Oh, now, McGee. Well, frankly, I didn't shoot these birds. Oh, no? I suppose you slipped out of your arch supports and ran them down. <laughs> or are those reports true, Doc, that you've been seen hanging around the zoo on dark nights with an empty sack? 
McGee, maybe the doctor got these birds quite innocently. <laughs> maybe they flew right through his windshield or something. <laughs> well, just to clear up what was no mystery in the beginning, these pheasants were sent to me by some friends up in Woonsocket, South Dakota. Oh. Alvin Ida Feisner. Gesundheit. Thank you. <laughs> Alf and Ida Feisner are the people I used to hunt with in South Dakota. Oh, Alf and Ida. I couldn't get up there this year, so they sent me these pheasants. Well, I'll bet they're glad you couldn't get up there this year, Trigger Finger. <laughs> you want to see him shoot, Molly? <laughs> he couldn't hit a hamstrung heifer with a hat full of hay. <laughs> well, look who's pointing. Yeah. You know why I don't go hunting with you, small boar. I don't trust you behind me with a loaded gun. Yeah. And when I'm behind you with a loaded gun, I don't trust myself. <laughs> See you at seven, kid. So long. Oh, my goodness. Aren't these beautiful pheasants, McGee? And all dressed and ready to cook. Yeah, that's going to save me a lot of trouble, kiddo. I'm going to use an old Indian recipe on these babies. You get the yams and the salad and the pie going, Snooky, and leave these birds to me. Now, wait a minute. Huh? Wait a minute. Did huh? I understand you to say you were going to cook these pheasants? Yes, sir. There's a certain way of cooking game birds that's terrific, if it comes out right. You just roll them in a thick ball of clay, bury them deep in a bed of glowing coals till done, then crack off the clay and... Oh, the no, no, McGee. Huh? Please, no, no. Let me cook these birds. Why, what's the matter? You think I didn't know anything about cooking? Hey, where's my modeling clay? I think I got enough wrapped up for all three of these birds with two inches of clay. Then I'll build a deep fire in the fireplace. Oh, come in. Hello there, kids. I was just... Hey, where'd you get the pigeon? <laughs> those aren't pigeons, old-timer. No, those are... I love pigeons, kids. Yeah. Used to raise pigeons when I was a young man. Never could beat them, though. Flew too fast. <laughs> I remember I had me a homing pigeon once. Find his way home from any place. <laughs> Ever know why all pigeons have red rims around their eyes, kids? It's from trying to read road signs from 3,000 feet up. <laughs> trying to read road signs from 3,000 feet up. <laughs> well, sir. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Old-Timer, these are not pigeons. These are pheasants. Dr. Gamble got them from some friends in South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, that's great hunting country out there, kids. There's so many birds out there, it ain't considered sporting to look where you're shooting. Oh. Minute you hear a bird go up, you shut your eyes, point your gun up in the air, and pull the trigger. You ever get any pheasants that way? Pheasants? Johnny, one day out there, I got seven pheasants, two ducks, four quail, and a piper cub. <laughs> Of course, I'm, uh, I'm just an amateur, but I have a theory that it's better to shoot with your eyes open. Well, I think so, too. Of course, I've done a lot of trap shooting, and I... You've done a lot of it. All right, kids, when I was in the CBs, we used to rig us up a blanket on a bunk every night, turn on some flashlights, and shoot traps till daylight. <laughs> I made 16 passes one oh, night. Oh, I was... I was talking about trap shooting, not trap shooting. <laughs> Although you can get hurt either way if you don't know they're loaded. <laughs> Johnny, but that ain't the way I heard it. The way I heard it, one fellow says, tell the fellow, say, he says, I hear the beauty parlor gave your wife a mud pack for her complexion. Did it do her any good? Great, says tell the fellow. She looks so much better, I hate to see her take it off. Come on, kid. 
Well, I got to get busy building a fire in the fireplace and whip me up a bed of hot coals, and then I got to find my modeling clay and roll those pheasants in the now, modeling Now, please, McGee, let Mother cook the pheasants. Huh? You can try your mud ball method some other time. There'll never be a better other time than right this time now there is now, Snooky. Look, you get some clean cheese cloth and wrap the birds up good for me, will you? Oh, dear. Then I'll cover them with thick clay, bury them in a bed of coals, and baste them every 15 minutes with hot ashes till they... Hey, where'd you say my modeling clay was? I don't know, and what for? Oh, I know. It's right here in the hall. No, dearie, don't open that. modeling clay. Well, you wrap the birds in cheesecloth, kiddo, and I'll build a... Billy Mills and the orchestra, and every day I love you a little bit more. big balls of clay, kiddo. Who'd ever know there was three juicy little pheasants in there waiting to be baked in a bed of glowing coals in our fireplace? Not me. Okay, hold the screen away from the fireplace, will you, while I drop them in the fire. Thanks. Come on. Ah. There we are. There. Now just watch those babies roast. You watch them, dearie. I've got to go get my pie started. Okay, okay, kiddo. Ah, there goes a good kid. He doesn't think I know what I'm doing roasting these pheasants and balls of clay. <laughs> and she's so right. <laughs> somebody had to eat the first oyster, so somebody has to experiment. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hi, sis. <laughs> what you doing, mister? What you doing? Hmm. Watch ya. I'm roasting some pheasants, Teeny. You know what pheasants are. Sure I do, I betcha. Mm-hmm. Our teacher told us all about the pheasants in history class. <laughs> she did, eh? 
Yes, she said it. Hmm? I said she did, eh? Who? Your teacher. Did what? Told you all about him. About what? Peasants. Where? In your history class. I know it. <laughs> she, she showed us pictures of the pheasants, and they all had pitchforks and clubs and stuff, and they were going to storm the backfield and never let, never let anybody out of jail. No, no, were... no, no, wait a minute. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a little confused. I you? am? Those were peasants, you see. These are pheasants. Oh? They're birds. Sort of like a patridge or a, or a guinea hen. Oh? <laughs> Gee, they look more like a mud hen. Mm. <laughs> Where'd you get them, mister? Somebody sent them to Doc Gamble from South Dakota. Great pheasant country. I know it, I bet you. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of them with pitchforks, and they were going to storm the backfield. Oh, and they were... <laughs> I'm talking about pheasants, not peasants. We got no peasants in this country, Jeannie. We got poor people and rich people and country people and city people and all kinds of people in between, and anybody can try for something else any time they want it, you see. I know it. Yeah. My teacher said that, too, when she was telling us kids about the pilgrims. Oh, she tell you about Captain Miles Standish and Priscilla and John Alden? Were they pheasants? <laughs> no, no, they were pilgrims. Oh. Gee, tell me about them, Mr. Williams. Will you tell me about them? Well... I'll give you the iron briefly. You see, this Miles Standish was toting the torch for Priscilla, see? But uh, he didn't have the moxie to ask the $64 question, so he sends Johnny Alden to ask her instead, you see? And that was like sending a Doberman pincher for a pound of hamburger. Because the minute Priscilla sees John, she blows her hairnet. <laughs> yes, sir, she fell for him like hot tears from a sad giraffe. <laughs> when he asked her why she didn't middle-isle it with Miles Standish, she says, uh, why don't you speak for yourself, John? You know what the moral of that little story is, sis? Sure, I do, I bet you. You do? <laughs> yeah. Huh? The moral is, if you got a sugar maple, tap it yourself, don't send an eager beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Precocious child. Some, hey, Molly, I got you. Got your lemon pie all made. Everything's under control, dearie. How are the mud balls doing? Just look at them. Snug as three thugs in the jug. That's one of the best things about this method of cooking. You don't have to keep prodding and poking at them. Just put them in the hot coals and let nature do the rest. Hand me that poker, will you? I'll nudge him around a little. Here you are. Thanks. Mm, get a whiff of that. I still think that's an odd way to cook wildfowl. Just what is the advantage over the old-fashioned electric oven? Why, this method of cooking was invented by the Osage Indians, my dear. It was? And where are the Osage Indians today, you ask? Well, I reply with some dignity, they're sitting out there in Oklahoma getting filthy rich off of their oil wells. <laughs> and how did they discover those oil wells? Oh. By digging for clay to cook with. <laughs> And you stand there and ask me what is the advantage of this way of cooking? Why, my God. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. What's cooking? 
Just take a look in the fireplace, Mr. Wilcox. See the flames lapping around three, those three big lumps, Junior? Oh, roasting some grapefruit, are you, pal? <laughs> That's just his way of cooking pheasants, Mr. Wilcox. An old Indian method, Junior. You wrap the birds in clay and put them in a bed of glowing coals, you see, and then you put hey, them... Hey, those coals really glow, too, don't they, pal? Uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> What does that glow remind you of, Junior? Asked Little Fibber with a shy expression on his speckled little face. Because he knew darn well he was opening the barn door and letting the plug out. Well, I was just reminded of the beautiful new glow in Glow Coat. Yeah. Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat. The polish that shines as it dries and gives so much added luster to even worn and shabby-looking linoleum. See what I mean? That same familiar red and yellow Glow Coat container has a brand new glow inside these days. A glow that adds years to the life of your linoleum. Hey, brings... hey, Waxy. Yes, pal. How about dinner tonight? Where are you eating? Yes, can't you stay and have dinner with us, Mr. Wilcox? Dr. Gamble's coming. They're his pheasants. Sure, Junior. There'll be plenty to go around if we all eat lightly. Uh, no thanks. I'd like to, but I'm allergic to feathers. Uh, pheasant feathers? No, horse feathers. Horse feathers? <laughs> I couldn't sit through a whole dinner listening to Fibber and Doc lying about their hunting. Thanks anyway. So long now. All right. Who lies about who's hunting? My gosh, just because Doc Gamble is inclined to prefabricate a little is no sign of that. Inclined to what? Prefabricate. Tell falsehood. Lie. Uh, the word is prevaricate, Gary. Huh? I thought prevaricate meant to rub out, eliminate. Like when they drop a bomb on something, it's completely prevaricated. No, that's eradicated. It is? You sure that don't mean piling up something in front of you? Like when the posse come after Uncle Sycamore and he eradicated himself behind the stable door till they got him through the window with tear gas and they felt so bad when they seen him weeping that they took up a collection to pay for the horse he stole. No, sweetheart, that's barricaded. Well, I must be completely confused. What did I say wrong in the first place? Well, you said the doctor was inclined to prefabricate. Prefabricated means made up beforehand. Exactly. He comes to dinner with all his yarns prefabricated and I got to sit here and make mine up as I go along. That's what I mean by... Come in. Oh, for goodness sake, McGee. It's his honor, the mayor. Come in, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, my dear. Hello, McGee. Hi, Latrib, old man. Oh, a pretty sharp wind outside. Goes through you like a monkey through a trapeze. Yeah. Mind if I hug the fire a little? Pray do, Mr. Mayor. Stir it up a little, dearie. Okay. Yes, it would draw a little better if you took those three big clinkers out of there, McGee. <laughs> what do you mean, clinkers? Them are three pheasants we're having for dinner. I'm baking them in clay. Where did you ever get such a silly idea as this anyhow, McGee? I read it in a book once. The name of it was Fred Fearless, the fortune teller, burned at the stake by Apaches. <laughs> or Medium and Charged. <laughs> it was a dime novel. You were overcharged. Mm. Didn't you ever read the dime novels as a boy, Mr. Mayor? Oh, yes, yes. I was always a great reader. Always had my nose in a book. Nearsighted, eh? <laughs> I beg your pardon? I know that you don't wear glasses now, though, Mr. Mayor. How'd you strengthen your eyes so much? Optical exercises, huh? I'm sorry. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Always having your nose in a book, Lisbeth. I've seen guys that had to read with a book held clear out to here, but to have your nose actually clear down on the page... Maybe not... he just likes the smell of printer's ink. Well, oh, stop it! <laughs> You're deliberately misconstating my scruples. Huh? I mean, I use a perfectly simple say, a simple phrase. Familiar to anybody. You always hey, do hey, this to me. Now, please, Mr. Mayor, our yes. boys here, let's keep our voices down. Heavenly days can't we have a friendly literary discussion without flying off the handle? Sure, take it easy, boy. Take it easy. My gosh, if you want to keep your nose in a book and take a chance on getting it caught in the binding, that's your own business. 
sure it's not Zola, kid. We just thought of... I tell you, I do not breed rooks. Huh? I read rooks. No. With my vine caught in a bearing, a bird in a booking, I merely made a simple thumb. No. A simple timid. No. When I said my bear was solid, my book was nosed. No. You were the one who said I was... My book was nosed. My nose was booked. I mean, you... You were trying to make... I was... You were the... I McGee? Yes? Next time you go hunting, stop by the city hall. I have a present for you. Something I'd like to pin on your hunting jacket. Oh, swell. What is it, boy? A medal? No. A target. Good day. King's Men, and I've got 160 acres. Oh, where the mountains rise up to meet the sky, there's a spot that is all my own. I wouldn't trade it for a world of gold. It's my home, sweet home. I got 160 acres in the valley. I got 160 acres of a bed. I got a coal stove there that'll cook three squares and a pump wagon lay me down to rest. I'm up at dawn to greet the sun. I've forgotten what a care or worry means. I head for home when day is done. And the pocket money jingling in my knees. What money? I got 160 acres full of sunshine. I got 160 million stars above. I got an old paint horse. I'm the guy who's bought all the 160 acres that I love. And I'm gonna do some living. Get your own time, Molly. These pheasants will be ready to scrape out of the fire any minute now. How can you tell when they're ready, anyhow? Huh? Does the clay turn purple like a man smoking a meerschaum pipe? Oh, no. I just got to have a natural knack for cooking with clay, that's all. Ah, just look at those babies. Don't they look beautiful? Wait till you fling a fang in these fancy pheasants, baby. You... Uh-oh. Hey, I hope that's not Doc. If it is, I... Come can... in. Oh, it's Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Oh, hi, Wimple, old man. Hello, folks. <laughs> hey, you're just the guy I was looking for, Wimp. You're a bird watcher, aren't you? Oh, indeed I am, Mr. McGee. Well, watch these birds a minute while I get some more wood off the back porch, will you? There isn't any more wood, McGee. That's the last of them. Oh, okay. Skip it, Wimp. Watch what birds, Mr. McGee. In the fireplace there, Mr. Wimple. I'm cooking pheasant here, Wimp. I got them rolled in clay, roasting them for dinner, and... Please, Mr. McGee. Please. Huh? Don't talk about roast pheasant to me. 
I am a bird lover. <laughs> so is McGee a bird lover, too, Mr. Wimble. Yeah. He'll take a hot bird, a cold bottle of root beer, and a copy of Zombie Comics anytime and let the rest of the world go by. Yeah, and speaking of zombie comics, how are you and Sweetie Face getting along these days, Wim? Oh, about the same as usual, Mr. Wimble. That's tough, Wim. Yes, and yesterday she went a little too far. Yeah. I caught her swiping the bulb out of my Mickey Mouse desk lamp. Mm. I guess I just went berserk. <laughs> What'd you do? I picked up the lamp and then drew myself up to my full height, including my new elevator shoes. And then I looked to right in the belt buckle. <laughs> Weedy face, I said. And when I said it, sparks shot out of my eyes. Boy, you must have been mad. No, I had my thumb in the light socket. No means. I'm not one to hold a grudge. Well, good for you. <laughs> not against anybody that big. <laughs> Besides, we do have our tenderest moments, Mrs. McGee. I bet you do. Yes. <laughs> Just this morning, she called me a little caveman. Caveman? <laughs> How about that? Oh, I think that's cute. <laughs> she says she's going to dig me a little cave in the backyard. Oh. Three feet wide, six feet deep, with my name on a marble. Ooh, she really did. <laughs> I better run home and hide the shovel. Goodbye. <laughs> Speaking of shovels, hand me the cold scoop, Molly. These pheasants are ready to go. I'll take them out to the kitchen sink and bust them open the out there. The cold shovel is right there, dearie. Help yourself. Oh, thanks. Well, I wash my hands of the whole thing. Huh? And before we eat dinner, be sure you wash yours, too. Ah, oh, that's got them. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. When I crack the clay off of these babies, your taste buds will burst into full bloom. Heavenly <sighs> days, what a dirty looking mess. Look, why don't hey, you... Hey, where's the hammer? I laid the hammer out. Oh, here it is. Now watch it, Molly. That's really baked hard, isn't it? That modeling clay must have... <clears throat> Didn't even chip it, did you? No. Don't break the sink now. My gosh, these <laughs> things are harder to crack than who's who. <clears throat> wow. Hey, Molly, they won't break. Well, watch it now, dearie. Huh? Uh, I've, I've got to take up the rest of my dinner, and Dr. Gamble is doing it. Yeah, but i got to crack this clay. These pigeons are inside. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I busted the hammer. <laughs> oh, that's Doc. Help me bust this clay, Molly. That's Doc. He'll murder me if I can't get these pheasants out of here. You know how unreasonable he is. Oh, what am I going to... Now, now, go let the doctor in, sweetheart. Huh? Never mind those petrified mud balls. <laughs> dinner is ready. How can it be ready? These pheasants ain't... Oh, Doc will kill me. I can't bust this open. This mud. The pheasants the are in there. The pheasants are in the oven, dearie. In the what? roasting pan. What? In the roasting pan. They look delicious. What? Now, don't be angry, sweetheart. I just couldn't let you ruin those beautiful birds. Huh? Go on, let him in. But, but, but you wrapped them in cheesecloth for me yourself, Molly. You just... Hey. What did you wrap in that cloth you give me? Those three old basketball shoes I've been trying to get you to... <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Are you washed up, dearie? Yeah, as a cook, I guess I am. Come in, doctor. <laughs> Remember, please, the new glow in glow coat means a new glow in your kitchen. Your linoleum takes on a higher gloss, beautiful luster that makes your whole kitchen a brisker, brighter, pleasanter place to be. And Johnson's self-polishing floor wax, this glow coat with the new glow, is as easy as ever to use. Spread it on your linoleum, then just walk away and do something else. Glow Coat does the rest for you. It produces its own brilliant finish without any polishing or rubbing. It's a finish, by the way, that's tough. It resists dirt, dust, and still things. So Glow Coat protects your linoleum and makes it easier to clean, too. A stroke or two of the damp cloth picks up surface soil. 
Get Johnson's Glow Coat tomorrow. Your dealer now has this self-polishing floor wax with the new glow in the same familiar red and yellow container. Apply Glow Coat to your linoleum and see if you don't stop, look, and admire the glow that greets your eyes. The new glow that's bright, far brighter than before. I thought Doc Gamble would never go home, Molly. He seemed to enjoy himself, though, didn't he? Well, he should have enjoyed himself the way he shoveled in that pheasant. My gosh, did you ever in all your life see a guy eat like he did? Yes, once. When? Tonight. Who? Oh. Good night. Good night, all. Ladies of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glowfoot, we're seeing Wisconsin and Brantford, Canada, bringing you Philip McGee and Molly each week at this time and Fred Waring on Monday and Wednesday morning. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Oh.